0: Do you guys, do you watch movies?
1: Yeah. Um, I sometimes do that. Arguably, I
2: haven't, honestly, like, (laughs) arguably, you could say that I don't. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I feel like you could say that for me, too.
2: But the the problem is that I really did, I really did used to watch movies. Trust me, Mm -hmm. I promise.
0: You kind of overloaded yourself with movies.
2: You could say that, mm-hmm. okay. which is Overload. why we
0: started this podcast. Uh, Hi, I'm Hunter. This is the <laughs> Movie Overload <laughs> podcast. That's what you're listening to right now, and we're here to tell you about a movie today—just one movie. Not if a lot you're
2: just movies. tuning in, we're here today cool. to cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we're we're, we're in okay. <laughs> mm, yes. uh, the sexy British Okay. Yes. The Dark Crystal. Oh, Jim Henson! Oh, I've
0: never seen it. Oh, oh shoot, by the I way, watched, I think I've, I've been going by Salad
2: B-
1: Bean recently. Salad so you can refer Bean. to me as Salad Bean. Salad mm. Bean. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the speck in the cosmos, who's fading away into the darkness. Uh, it's kind of true, aren't we all? It's a fun time. It's deep.
2: You've you've uh, happened to if this is your first time listening, you've landed yourself in quite the predicament here listening to this podcast <laughs> uh maybe we apologize in advance or maybe we don't i can't remember what phase of the podcast we're in right now but <laughs> this is kind of our season three we go through uh the history of cinema from a trip to the moon to parasite and everything in between except for Woody Alli- uh woody allen fuck woody allen i think is that's the thing that we we say yep. um it's, it's, that's and we mean it yeah. um yeah but also we've at this point we've restructured this podcast the way that we deliver everything so much so <laughs> season 1 was very like you know structured written reports with lots of research <laughs> season 2 was um bouncing back and forth between who would ramble with a you know with a four host kind of situation and i think now we're going to try something more conversational, maybe. Yeah <laughs>
0: Hypothetically.
2: But most likely what happens is we default to like doing weird rambles, like I'm doing right now.: Yeah, you know, that's how we do. Like you do. That's, that's <laughs> you don't, you know, you don't want to interrupt each other.
1: No, but also, <laughs> you don't want to let anyone else speak at any time ever.:
2: Exactly. If you speak, I've failed. That's how I view this.
1: And we all we, we all feel that way, except for Hunter who's kind of okay, just kind of sitting there and listening. <laughs>
2: Hunter's like, if I speak, I fail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: true. <laughs> no, it's fine. No. I speak sometimes.
2: <gasps> but I was gone last episode, so I really don't know what you guys have been doing. I didn't even <laughs> listen. That's how terrible. Um,
0: of, uh, we talked away. about John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah. And we talked about how much it sucks. And if you want to hear about how like terrible that movie is, you can listen to that.
2: Sounds episode. like a real garbage piece of work. Yeah. How much yeah. did you, did you guys rate it? It doesn't does um, make our list. Is it like our top movie ever watched? Because there's no, only two people who saw it.
0: I I wanted to replace it with um, Manos: The Hands of Fate, which is much scarier.
2: <laughs> That's a solid movie. To be fair, <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs>
1: Talking about good movies, because good movies are kind of hard to talk about because at a point you either just talk about how cool the movie is, or you try and talk about what's wrong with the movie. And then you have to backtrack and be like, but the movie is good. Like it's a good movie, so. but it's misogynistic as fuck. And then you that's what we've been doing. True. We've been trying to
2: make talking about rather good do movies that, interesting. Though. But, like, the thing is, I feel like normally I go on podcasts or read reviews or whatever, and I feel like you only get one or the other. Like, you either get people being, like, one star, this is misogynist garbage, or somebody saying five stars, wow, this is purely, like, bliss cinema. Like, it's not underrated. I didn't think I would love it, but it's perfect, and every little thing is about it is great. And that's all you ever hear with classic movies. And so I kind of, I don't know. I feel like it's nice that we could sit here and, and be in this room and say, hey, here's a movie that we watched that, yeah, it's important, but it's also hot garbage. Like, that's that's good. I like holding things in tension. And I feel like you guys help me do that. So I appreciate it.
1: Is that... supposed suppose so. Are we going to have that problem this week? That's the question.
2: No. I don't think this movie is particularly misogynistic. I, I don't think so <laughs> seeing as how I mean, it's uh the only or or i guess it's not the only it's the first uh live action movie to not feature a human mm-hmm. um Heck yeah. seeing as how that's the case i doubt that there's a lot of problematic messages but maybe there are
1: well so there is some sex essentialism because the the little creatures like the oh, of course you don't have wings. You're a boy, silly. And so, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, and That's then there's true. the whole Lord of the Rings thing. I, someone on Letterboxd set this link to a long paper talking about the problematic elements of the way that fantasy stories classify race. Specifically, mm. uh, Tol- Tolkien. And it was absolutely fascinating. And I think that this kind of... I guess lives in that area, too, because instead of race being a largely artificial construct, fantasy stories tend to make it very literal with specifically evil races and specifically good races. And that, like, kind of subconsciously ties morality to biology.
2: Is that, like, kind of building off of the, like, the dark fantastic that, like ebony thomas idea i don't know if that's what you're referring to or not but but kind of that idea that like yeah there's this sort of like quote-unquote sort of dark other dark-skinned or otherwise um coded as such in fantasy that like is generally kind of pitted against whatever the the hero the protagonist the good thing is and it ends up being obviously problematic and, and racist in at the very least subtext.
1: It was weird. So I did, when I was watching the movie, I did actually think about that with the evil rotting bird carcass creatures and the, um, the good creatures all having like, uh, like lighter skin tones. And mm-hmm. it kind of like fantasy stories all the time, especially fairy tales. Like, when you are good-looking, it is that you are good, and that if you are evil, mm-hmm. you look evil. And if someone is actually evil, and they look pretty, that means they're either disguising themselves in the story as a fantasy, or or they're they're going to become ugly on the outside by the end, as justice for their evil action, and that yeah has existed and that idea of
2: beauty also being so like focused around like an anglo-saxon kind of definition of beauty or or otherwise caucasian i guess ends up being problematic yeah yeah no that is interesting like i i feel like that's why i've heard people say that like there's an extent to which the way that fantasy operates and the way that its tropes are, like, it is sort of almost innately problematic in some ways. So I guess if you want to talk about it through that lens, then yeah, we could um, talk about how the Dark Crystal is sort of subtextually taking a lot of things from fantasy and there, but thereby inheriting some problematic concepts. Um. But if we just, like,
1: look at it... Yeah, what, 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 what is am I even say, doing? Like, We're 10 minutes into the podcast, so I've, I've already gone full navel-gazing. We've all just there fallen into my, our own assholes. My, my, and my, but
2: what I will say, though, is that um, Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, the miniseries on Netflix, um, in having more Gelflings, like, significantly more, because it's in the past a lot of those gelflings are not extremely pale, light-skinned people. Mm. So there is more mm. effort to expand the lore of Age of Resistance and not nice. maybe allow some of those um, problematic subtext that it might be in this movie in there. Mm. So I can at least say that. But yeah, let's talk about like... Hunter is things. raising
1: hands.
0: I had, a, I Go had ahead. My, my tiny comment. As much as there is some... some maybe some color coding going on unfortunately which i feel like is still maybe less so here even than one might argue for it in something like the lord of the rings Mm -mm. i feel like uh my my uh the way it hit me with the skeksis especially is that they're like the rich people coded
1: oh definitely yeah they're the aristocracy eat the rich (laughs)
2: Except don't, because yeah. they're really gross. Please don't you wouldn't want. It, you know? That would be that would be
0: no. nasty. Anyway, that's, that's all that I had to say about that.
2: Yeah, oh, that's great. So I really do like. It's funny to me
0: <laughs> that they are that way because they're you know they're like oh we've got this table of food and it's got like things that are still alive on it and we're gonna just eat them and also we have lots of clothing and it's very ornate and when you lose a challenge we take it all off of you so you look like a beggar. Oh
2: yeah and also just that's like, the worst thing that um the way that they are all like so decrepit and old as like yeah. i tend to think of like very rich people as yeah. like literally sucking
0: the like, life out of other creatures to yeah. sustain themselves
1: yeah deep <laughs> well and here's Heck the yeah. question takes... so we see the skeksis <laughs> harvest the the essence <laughs> of All sorts of other creatures that only like the the ruler of the Skeksis can drink to become young, whatever. But what would the essence of the Skeksis look like? What would it look like or what would it do? Well, what, what, I mean, what, would it be different? Would it be noticeably different? There are so many questions about this world, you know. Do the Skeksis have an essence? Well, also like... Is their essence yeah. just the ancients who just detached from them so long ago and now they're just like old and bad?
2: I think that's more what it is. Like, it would be, like... I think we almost run into, in in the way that this thing is set up, like, it's almost, like, kind of a yin-yang thing, right? Like, it's... Like, it's so divided that, like, the Skeksis are, like, the negative force. Yes. Like, just from an, like...
1: They reunify, like, they're... Eventually. Quite literally negative. The negative and positive. And so, because they're so,
2: it would just be death. It's like pure dark side and pure light side, or something, mm-hmm. in like a Star Wars sort of a way. I think,
0: I think that's the idea. Yeah. Yeah. There's no complexity to any of to their evil, nor to the mystics' good, because yeah. they are just purely sp- split.
2: Which is why the mystics also like are like beautiful, the gentlest creatures. Monks. <laughs> With no riches at all, but also no need for riches, you know. Right. Just and so chilling. that's like envisioned as pure good. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could argue that this movie's like slightly socialistic.
1: It's a fun <laughs> fun or, or time. like got a left-wing economic perspective. Got some of that in there, but I have a question that's even more pressing. We start okay. off the movie. With on. the Skeksis, the leader of the Skeksis, dying. And at the same time, the leader of the, uh, the Ancients dies. So we
0: know... They definitely do...
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so...
0: Them. Yeah.
1: yeah, they link. We later see, like, one of the Skeksis get cut and then one of the Ancients is bleeding too. Because they're both parts of the same being. But now that we know that they can die... Do they fuck... Like, do the skeksis fuck? How do they reproduce asexually? Like, how, do would the end of the universe just be them slowly all dying out, or can they reproduce? And if they do, how? How does that work? Too many questions. <laughs> also, wait.
2: So you're also saying if they, if they fuck, then the other one is also fucking even if they don't consent. So I don't feel like that's a route I want to go down. Or do they consent because they're the same person?
1: Or do they have to, like, do, like, it has to be unified, right? And, like, I don't even know if this, Yeah. some of the Skeksis seem to have, like, gendered signifiers, but I don't know if they even have really sex or gender Mm. because, like, the ancients at the end seem very... Mm like uh gender neutral shining pillars of light i would say
2: that like even though they are like somewhat coded gender i would say that they don't have gender
1: yes yeah yeah i
2: would say that i would say that they're all like non-binary creatures like
0: right like probably the gelflings are probably the only ones that you might assign a gender to and everyone else can probably just be like
2: me or just like full-on neutral not Mm -hmm. like Mm
1: non-binary and i mean this isn't a very sexless horny movie it's a pretty as far as children's movies go it's pretty asexual um yeah not
0: like labyrinth true (laughs) not not like (laughs) which we almost did Uh, which i have not seen no you haven't still Uh, not seen
1: it okay and david bowie though
0: Yep, I know. Well, the
1: bulge. My theory the bulge. is that after seeing <laughs> the God. poor box office returns for The Dark Crystal, Jim Henson and Frank Oz just looked at each other. It's like, God damn it, we didn't have enough sex appeal. Let's just go. David Bowie, you're on. Jennifer Connelly, you're on. We're making this movie. It's going to be very uncomfortable and make a lot of the children realize things about themselves that they didn't want to realize yet. That's yeah, I think David oh, no.
2: Bowie has, like, always been my favorite person Mm -hmm. just because even though my only experience with him was this movie. So I wonder how telling that is for me anyway. Mm. And also Jennifer Connelly, like the two of them are like two of my favorite people, my favorite (laughs) celebrities. Interesting. One could say celebrity crush. Um, Good stuff. Yeah, no, you're right. But it also was more successful. Like, you have to admit oh, yeah. that they were absolutely right, that all they needed was sex appeal.
1: <laughs> and then...
2: <laughs> and a worked. weird song with, like, a demon that, like, takes off its head and throws it around and...
1: Oh, that scene ruined to me as a kid.
2: It ruined to me so yeah. hard. It was actually legitimately scary to me.
1: And it's such bad I'm green so screen. I'm so excited
2: for you to watch that at some point, Hunter.
1: Yeah. I have a...
2: Well, it, I don't even know if it's green screen at that point. It's, like, compositing. It's, it's like,
1: blue screen compositing. Like, you can see it. Like, okay. you can see the outlines. Like, I went back to it as a kid. Super realistic. I couldn't, like, see the seams at all. Because as a child, I think, like, the best special effects is just the mind of a child. They will plaster over everything. They'll, like, airbrush it to make it just perfectly utterly terrifying and then you go back and watch it and you're like that was (laughs) obviously a beach ball on a bit of string like what the fuck
2: (laughs) like how like the way that i remember tron legacy versus what it actually (laughs) looks like
1: (laughs) like as a kid
2: i was like whoa he's like so much younger and i watch it now and i'm like
1: Oh, the D H. yep. Oh, computer
2: boy. I was about oh. to say, like,
1: oh, but the light stuff was pretty cool. But, like, Jeff Bridges' face. No. Yeah, it's really bad. It's really, really bad.
2: Oof. Like, I kind of want somebody to just fix that up, like, so bad. Because otherwise that movie is really fun. But it's so hard to watch because of that. It's, like, so bad.
1: Ugh. I actually... Rewatching back through the dark crystal this movie the dark crystal uh haunted oh, my childhood a bit and i think the main thing is just the tone like the tone yeah. is is unique and it and it makes the dark parts of it very it hits you in a weird way like the being mm-hmm. strapped down into a chair and having your essence stolen. Like I still remember that bit from when I was a child.
2: Yeah. yeah there's a lot of this movie that like really is still really evocative. Like I, I would compare it to like another movie that maybe that came out actually, I think in the same year, like the last unicorn, like it's got this like deep, like sadness sort of hanging over the whole thing. And it's like extremely campy and fantasy and all of the ways that like modern fantasy like movies and shows have like kind of stripped out of like you watch mm-hmm. the witcher show or what the wheel of time show looks like or whatever and it's like ah uh, yes it's got all the like magic things and whatever but it doesn't have any of that like sort of stuffy for lack of a better word feeling and this has all of that like the narration at the oh, beginning, oh yes, just, just the way that it feels like you're cracking open like a book that's sat at a used bookstore and got covered in dust for like at least a decade before you found it again, and like mm-hmm. it, like it has all that feeling. The smell of an old book is like how this movie feels, and I miss all that. Like I think that's fantasy for me, um, but also like fantasy that isn't like melancholy at least doesn't feel right <laughs> yeah yeah it, so, so that's why i really like it, this
0: it felt to me like i feel like i've seen a few things from the time but like it felt more like the stories that were told in like animated movies of the time
2: mm-hmm.
0: not even so much now i guess but like i think the never Ending like
1: story that. as a live action comparison works yeah but yeah. animation okay definitely and i have
0: I have I have not seen The NeverEnding Story, so I do not have that under my belt, unfortunately. And the interesting I thing, that, I
2: guess, sure. to note about all of those is that those are all adaptations and The Dark Crystal is like fully original, mm-hmm. which is kind of fascinating. True. Like there's not a, I don't know, maybe maybe you guys know more than I do, but I can't think of a lot of examples of like a purely original fantasy film.
0: Certainly nothing as, as original as this. Mm-hmm. Or even if it was like something not extremely fantasy, I almost felt like I would think of something like Secret of Nim or something like kind of. Maybe, yeah. Like, yeah. Just, I don't know, That's some sort one. of tonal vibe is similar to this, but obviously Oof. this is very yeah. much its own
2: thing. I do love The Secret of Nim. That's a great it's one. Pretty it's pretty fun. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like everything else is an adaptation
1: though. Well, yeah. as far More as original longer. fantasy goes, you always have Max Landis' Bright, the Netflix film with Will Smith. That's that's <sighs> very original. You can tell because it's bad. Uh, although, if it was an adaptation and Max Landis was anyway involved with it, he'd somehow figure out some way to make even a good thing not work. But...
2: Oh, we should we should throw that in as well. We could add Fuck Max Landis to the list.
1: But that's just a very personal I, I thing on I me. Mean. Like I guy. don't. I think he just kind of casually sucks, not in any really like notable ways. You're right.
2: He's not like as extremely, as extremely, shitty as someone like Woody Allen or Roman Polanski. No Pansky.
1: vendetta against him because
2: he. He did the like I, Mary Sue thing.
1: Well, and he has a habit of like having stories where you read the synopsis and you're like, that sounds really good like that's a really good idea and then you watch the finished product and you're like somehow just on a structural fundamental level this does not work it does not click it like is off in just enough ways that it just makes it impossible to enjoy for me
2: maybe somebody else does the pitches for him and comes up with the ideas weren't we
1: talking about a puppet movie I like Sorry. The we were talking about yeah, a movie. <laughs> it's,
2: it's cute. It's got puppets. They all do. It's, it. you know, you can kind of see the seams, but it's also, man, is some of the set decoration, like gorgeous, like when they're in the forest and the way that some of those f- weird things move. And you, it's like, the I can't shiders. even imagine it. imagine it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah those nuts. are good too. Everything is so um, good. I think it was-
0: the the castle just the way that mm. thing looks oh it has yeah. a good like far away silhouette but also it holds up when you get closer to it it just mm-hmm. has so much intricate detail on it i was like oh my
1: god gorgeous my paintings so good, the e yeah. like that mm-hmm. scene where you every time we cut back to them because this is a pretty standard fantasy movie and i think if it was a book it would have been like told from just the straightforward like perspective following the hero i think it would be much less enjoyable because i love the parts where they cut back to the skexies just doing stuff so much like mm-hmm. when they're picking their new leader they're like trial by stone the stone comes up and they have two swords and they're like oh they're gonna trial fight by stone. they're gonna <laughs> fight it's gonna be an epic sword fight and then they just hit the rock <laughs> as hard as they can mm-hmm. and whoever hits it hardest wins and it's oh, just like the fuck <laughs> Some and cool, and all some those little swords, noises though. they
2: make where they like kind of pose at the start and go, hmm, and yeah. just stupid. <laughs> oh man, love it! So good, but like it was also like I remember it being kind of scary to me as a kid, and so I think it's funny that it's got all those like ridiculous bits, and yet it's still like in my head as something that was scary. And like my sister hates this movie because mm. it scared her. It's just fascinating. I think, like, it
0: does have very striking creature design. Like, they are kind of, like, they're weird.
2: (laughs) Like, at least the Skeksis are. I love that Jim Henson started by being like, I'm just going to, like, basically take a sock and put eyes on it. And then he, like, (laughs) kind of progresses to, like, the Sesame Street level. And then he just randomly is like, no, I'm going to do this shit. (laughs) Like... Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just going to go all the way off the deep end with these <clears throat> massive, weird puppet creature designs. And I, Thanks, it's the Jim. kind of stuff, like, I don't feel like I've seen anything this comprehensively. Like, I feel like this is still kind of the peak of what puppetry has done. Like, you can look at, like, some of the Star Wars movies and, like, the the creature shop that Lucasfilm has now and, like, yeah. It's kind of up there, but I I don't think that like the dark crystal's been like outdone
0: at the very least in scale. Like again, yeah, that's true. Not many things, if anything, can really have that same claim about being yeah, all true. puppets all the time, and not just in the characters, but in the backgrounds and like all of it. Like,
1: well, isn't that yeah. wild that Jim Henson's like w- puppet workshop? Is the only thing that is ever really made, like, fully puppet movies. Like, Peter mm-hmm. Jackson's second film, Meet the Feebles, is like the gritty, dark, adult swim version of the Muppet show, uh, that's just super mm-hmm. gross and everything. And I really appreciate that movie, but also it's very definitely just someone like, but what if the Muppets were like, gritty and then like for some reason like in 2016 jim henson's son also had that idea and made a much worse yeah. movie. it was just like what mm. if the muppets did drugs on said fuck <laughs> and i'm like but peter jackson already did that he already had miss piggy being sold into sex slavery and like a hippo with a machine <laughs> gun like jeez it's, it's a that sounds awful it's mm. a it's a it's a movie <laughs> But that's like the. Uh, there aren't movies that aren't being that weren't done by Jim Henson that were just puppets. But what if? Yeah, mm-hmm. and there aren't movies Everything that like, try puppets. to do
2: this, you know? Like right now, we
0: we're at the point where like doing anything even remotely that level of practical is kind of a standout. Like it's newsworthy. Yeah. We're like doing to practical this? things again. Wow. Yeah. Well,
2: the, like it's it's weird when you think about it though, because like the closest things to this. Or the only things that do something like this is Labyrinth and Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, basically.
0: Right. (laughs) And even like Dark Crystal doing it again recently. Yeah. Pretty cool. Age of Resistance is awesome. Which I still need to see. This this reminded me that I still need to
2: watch that. They use a bit more CG. Right. It's not like all C G and it's not even mostly C G, but they definitely like I don't know you see them fly around like with their wings and things like that. And it's like, nah, mm. that's, it looks yeah. a little bit too fluid sometimes. Uh, uh, so I like, guess it's, okay. it's not like, fully satisfying for me. Yeah. I just, I feel like this is an example as opposed to, sorry, this is a really random thing I want to go off on, but like, <laughs> have you guys seen the trailer for Steven Spielberg's West side story?
1: Yeah. You know
2: how of a it's picture. shot to look like it was made during the time that West Side story, the original was made, <laughs> like the way the film looks and the colors it all looks like it was made in the like what fifties
1: they well it, there's a bit of that, but also it's very much shot like a modern Steven Spielberg movie,
2: yeah, yeah, no it it is, but it's it's the it's the i don't know if it's just like some kind of filter or if it's the kind of camera they use or mm. yeah. It feels like... And I feel like that makes no sense for that movie, right? Because it's like you're remaking this movie that everybody's seen. If they want to watch a movie that looks like that, that's telling the exact same story, they can have a better example of that by going to go watch the original. So just do make your own thing. However, I feel like in the case of something like Age of Resistance, like, nah, like, dog... Do map paintings, like make it look like this, you know? Right. Like I feel like that's an example in which you don't want it to like quote unquote update because that's the whole character of what this is. Mm-hmm. Like West Side Story, it's the character of that movie is not that it was shot with, you know, old fashioned cameras and has a film look, you know,
1: the like technicolor it makes me think a bit Power of scheme. like the Karate Kid remake where you watch it and you're like, yeah, they did it again. They changed some things. But ultimately, it is basically the same experience watching both movies. And you know, with West Side mm-hmm. Story, it'll be nice to see like people actually playing the race that they are as opposed to the yeah. original. <laughs> that
2: would, that be, a would be a positive.
1: That, that, <laughs> I'm like, okay, sure, I can do that. Uh, Ansel Elgert, Elgert, whatever his name is, isn't bad to look at. I, I can watch that movie. I have a movie pass thing. But at the same time, I don't think I'm going to be getting something, like, vastly different from the original going into that. Yeah. And... Yeah. W- the thing is, we have so many movies like that. But with, like, The Dark Crystal, we don't have that many movies that go that hard on the puppets and the map paintings and just the whole look of the world like in that section where we first go into the forest and we see those little like helicopter flowers like flying up those are up, the things yeah. i was thinking like hey i wonder if james cameron watched this before thinking what if avatar i was thinking that's true. definitely cribbed that yeah. for avatar
2: yeah that that world i don't what is the name of that planet pandora like, like Pandora, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like that, just kind of does a CG this in a lot of ways, and it's less satisfying. I have so many things to say about Avatar. I don't know why that's the second time it's come up today, and I went off a little that's bit. Funny, <laughs> but
1: anyway, I would say I'd be much more inclined to oh, go to Disney World true. if they had a dark crystal world that you could walk around in. Uh-huh. Oh. Like they actually. Oh. Don't run? they
2: they own this, don't they? Do they?
1: I mm. I mean, I think they own They own labyrinth. I don't know. Disney owns enough that I would be like if we we're placing bets, if I were a betting person, I would say, yeah, no Disney owns probably. It, but this. I don't know
2: i guess we can't say but they do own labyrinth like they're making labyrinth 2
1: which is that's really, I know. but why would you do that mm. is the question
2: i don't know like honestly just make the labyrinth in the disney park and don't touch it otherwise like just recreate yes. the labyrinth that's all yes. i need yes. like i just well, even if great. it's like, a, like it's just a walk through exhibit you walk through the door you you i mean you're walking through the maze and then there's the two doors and like you talk to them and then eventually they open up and you go through and it's just like a walking tour essentially that's fine that would be so good
1: yeah that's all you need my child That's self what doesn't exist more in the world than like a magical maze that like moved around you and like yeah Ugh.
2: speaking of which i don't know why that reminded me like i know we're going off a bit but like that reminded me of Pan's Labyrinth, which reminded me of th- the trailer for the new Guillermo del Toro movie. Oh, mm-hmm. I still need it. They added
1: that. the original movie it's remaking onto Criterion Channel like last month, and I really need to see it. It's oh, oh, it's movie. a remake of something? Yeah, I it's a remake of like an that. old noir set at like a carnival called Nightmare <laughs> Out, uh, And I'm, I'm really Ooh. hyped. Although I think it I looks might be- good.
2: I'm excited for it. I'm more excited mm-hmm. for the other thing that they played before the French Dispatch licorice pizza the trailer oh, yes. for licorice pizza i saw I'm that so
0: and i like excited. didn't know what i was thinking about it and then it's like for paul thomas anderson and i was like Whoa! I oh like this
2: looks interesting and then it said paul thomas anderson and i crapped my pants yeah and it was like we were just about to watch the french dispatch and i was already betraying wes anderson by saying that pta <laughs> was the better anderson like as soon as that trailer played oh, yeah. <laughs> I,
1: it looks like a great time it'd be nice if they said in the trailer when it's was releasing so i could make plans instead exactly. of just being like is it coming out january march 14 Who years knows? from now i don't know it says coming soon
2: but yeah also the french dispatch was good nice mm-hmm. i need to it's worth, it. it's worth one's time the bit in the beginning where owen wilson is like introducing the town is mm-hmm. delightful
1: it's a very fun movie this Already, uh...
2: where he's going through like different sections of the um, of the like city and and different like age groups and whatever he's like you know he's talking about the rats and then the cats and then the college age kids and hmm. old people who have failed <laughs> 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 that's my <laughs> favorite and it's just that's like an old person trying to get onto a bus and it's just really slow and it's
1: great nice. it's it's a very amusing yeah, film I'm ready to get behind. it's weird i i've heard so much just mediocre to negative responses from individuals and then i look at the letterbox like average and it's like a four average like mm-hmm. people generally i think I really think like fair. the movie it's just like movie critics have i guess expected him to make better movies because he's made better movies in the past but like I
2: don't, like, I don't know what they're expecting at this point because it's pretty clear that what Wes, Wes Anderson wants to make are movies that are, um, like, what is the word? Like, sort of tactile, like, just, like, pleasing for him to make, pleasing topics for him to explore, things that are aesthetically appealing and attractive. And it's also clear that, like, he's going to make it based off of whatever sorts of things he's obsessed with at the time mm-hmm. um, and and that's it like I don't think that he's trying to like make masterpieces and mm-hmm. I don't think there's even pretension to it anymore I, that I feel like you could say like especially after Isle of Dogs I'm like clearly he just wanted to make something inspired by Kurosawa movies and that was it like that's all he had in his head yeah you know,
1: I, <sighs> not every movie, but I still feel like what world. he
2: did was, it was so good. good. I was, like, I yeah, love that movie. French Dispatch isn't going is to change your like life. perspective of film or anything, but Hey, if you wanted something that gives you that feeling of like reading a, like really interesting article that was written in the seventies by like, you know, you want that like New York academia in the seventies vibe. You know <laughs> what I mean? That's what that is. And it just gives you all that. And that's it. And that's all you that's all you should need.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: Anyway. So the Dark take, Crystal's pretty it. good. That's yeah. a good movie. <laughs> they have puppets. Uh they become they have gross puppets and good puppets. And then they fuse together at the end and become uh long space babies with weird hair. And I love yeah. it. Yeah. And it's very nice.
2: It's good to see like I don't know. Really, it's a vibe movie. I guess we mm-hmm. could say like a lot of things that we talk about are vibe movies. But this yeah. is like, there ain't gonna be much else than vibe for you with this time. Mm-hmm. So if if you haven't seen it and you want to vibe, on, wasn't only really do it really to, do it to just it to just enjoy like how it looks and how it feels, as opposed to expecting something deep to be said because I don't think there's anything deep said in this story
0: no it's just very simple good versus evil and that's all it needs to be
2: yeah I would say that it's nice that instead of evil being vanquished it's like good and evil sort of merging into the gray yeah Mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of nice in a weird way but yeah I appreciate that but otherwise i don't i don't think there's a lot of deep things yeah. to say it's just notable because you know it's the first like live action movie that doesn't have people in it and because puppetry and things like that are i think a really important underrated medium that mm-hmm. doesn't have a lot of content made in it like it for how much these sorts of movies have pervaded culture um it's interesting that there's not it wasn't like, oh, this is a trend that other movie companies are going to start picking up off of. Like, I don't know. It's one of the few times that you could say, like, ah, oh, yeah, this movie is significant. And to an extent makes waves in, in maybe the way people think about film. Like, it, it creates its own thing a little bit and also wasn't really copied <laughs> afterwards. Yeah.
1: Okay, I, I just had a genius idea. I was thinking okay. about the way that the villains and the good guys are, like, because they share the same, like, body structure thing, whenever one gets hurt, the other gets hurt, and, like, there there's so much you could do with that idea still, because in so many action movies, it's just good guys shooting at bad guys, bad guys shooting at good guys, I'm like, oh, in modern days, we take old stories and we reboot them into action franchises. And we need to do that with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and make it so it splits the person physically into and the entire society has split themselves into good and evil, evil versions of themselves. But then the evil versions like uprise from the sewers and they all have to like overcome one another but they can't hurt each other without hurting themselves. And it would be like a really interesting obstacle to overcome where you have to make an action movie where no one can actually cause someone Physical harm without causing themselves harm.
0: Intriguing.
2: I feel like it would either be really fascinating or the creators wouldn't have enough ideas on how to make a conflict even work. (laughs) And it would just be like really boring.
1: Oh, but that's the. So so it's either like a great concept or a
2: terrible concept. Execution. (laughs) It it just needs to be. So you've just got to do it well. Yeah. You could you could prove it to me for sure. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that chance.
1: It's it's fine. It's fine. I'll go in the the stack of movie pitches that hopefully will never get made because when they do get made, they'll probably be much less interesting than they are in like Add it to in the a stack weird pitch. of movie
2: pitches that Max Landis would do and then get made and destroy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Max, Max, Max Landis would use that idea
1: anyway (sighs) do we have
2: things things to say about this i feel like we somehow talked for 40 minutes but i don't know if we'd mentioned this movie at all that's
1: why it's hard to talk about good movies you just talk around them in circles (laughs) you're right occasionally saying damn that was good though remember when when the little people had a party like the the got pod people satisfying little textures <laughs> oh. i
2: love oh, those please. things so they're much great. Oh. they're great did you know that they're made of potatoes <gasps> no but Isn't, they look like they're they made, made out of potatoes? potatoes or are they modeled after potatoes i can't remember well they're made Either out of way, felt essentially just but they look
1: people. like potatoes they're adorable yeah. And then their essence sucked out. And it's so sad sad. when
2: you get to see their
1: essence get sucked out. It's really brutal, actually. That ruined Uh, me as a kid. You don't want to see that. But, but like, we just need more movies that have a fun party scene that's fun to watch. Like, you watch it. Yeah. And you have a fun time. And that's important. Like the Ewoks party. Yeah. Sure. If, if you're into that sort of thing, that uh, Star Wars How adjacent you? thing, you know, but you know. How dare you? I don't know. But what if Darth Vader was Ewoks Anakin's mother? Th- That's all I'm saying.
2: Okay, here's the thing. I've heard people randomly, like just in conversations, I mentioned something about Ewoks or, you know, whatever. It just somehow comes up and somebody's like, oh, gross, you're an Ewok lover or something. And I'm like, yeah, like I, I don't. Hmm. They're little bears and they're cute. I don't understand why you have to hate life. Like, <laughs> stop being miserable and just enjoy things that are good. Like, calm down. <laughs>
0: That's how I feel about porgs.
2: Yeah, porgs are great. I have a pork mug like sitting right there. Yeah, it's very cute. I
0: still, uh, I still see some pork stuff every once in a while. Like they've kind of, they kind of have actually lived on past like the TLJ hate.
1: Uh huh. They have. Like,
0: a smaller but, like, still alive cute thing from Star Wars.
2: They're really good. But, like, yeah. I, I and that it. bit where Chewie's, like, about to eat one of them. Yeah.
1: And he so can't do it because they're so sad. They made them to sell right. toys, sure. But will I buy those yes. toys? Yes. Yes, I will.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes that's fine. Mm-hmm. So that's my point. Actually, if they made... um. What are they called? Are they the Mystics?
1: Yeah, I think, I think so. so. That's they what they fish. are in the credits, at
0: least.
2: If they made them as, like, little stuffed animals or things, I would have them. Because for me, that is my favorite Jim Henson creature design. Mm-hmm. I think they're gorgeous. Like, they're so good. Uh, and I think a lot of that's actually borrowed from, like, Swedish folklore. My dad got, like, a book about, like, Swedish like folklore and, and creatures and things like that, and I was poking through it. I was like, oh yeah, those are just the mystics. Interesting. Um, either way, mm-hmm. those things would be a, a great little plushie.
1: They do look mm-hmm. like traditional like illustrations of Scandinavian trolls. Like they have that sort of vibe, mm. but like but leaner. They look like salamander trolls. Yeah. Made out of worm skin. And I like
2: when they all do that thing where they all sing. And they're like, "Oh, ooh,
1: mm.
2: that's nice."
1: Yeah, that's good.
2: I went to go see this movie with Hunter a few years ago in yeah. the theater. Yeah, we went fun. to go see it in at the landmark, um, yep. and it was great. And they had and that sign up. They had, they had the litter the box sign.
0: outside. That was like, Was it? We're bringing Skeksis back yeah it was a little cringe but it's was it was, it was, it was
2: great that was probably one that was one of my favorite theater experiences i guess it was just so That's nice fun. to sit down and watch that movie and just like enjoy the just perfectly wholesome vibes
0: mm-hmm. yeah it was a good time i miss going to that theater i wish they would start playing old movies again yeah like, me they too. only play new stuff
2: we saw tove there didn't we oh yeah, yeah. yeah that was kind of that was a fun, fun time Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you can see, like the Alma mm-hmm. starting to have more and more old screenings. They do a bunch of Godzilla movies this month. Ooh, ooh. that's fun. That's...
2: Yeah, I would do that. I still need to see Dune, and I still need to see. I might watch the Last Duel. <laughs> what are you doing? And then this month is when House Gucci comes you... out, and then Come On, Come On's gonna come out soon, and then. Oh my God! I cry oh, watching God. that trailer every time.
0: Nothing even happens, and I still am like, Ugh. yeah.
2: I, I, yep. that, I honestly. Aren't you excited?
0: Like... Are, you, are, you, are you excited <laughs> for the Eternals? <laughs> uh,
2: no. I feel Sorry. so bad for Chloe. Are Hsiao. you excited for the Eternals? Like, it's obvious Uh-oh. that, like, Marvel destroyed that movie for her. I am
0: really enjoying this sort of weird back and forth dunking that's going on about the Eternals on Twitter.
2: Uh-huh. It looks like it's garbage, but it's also clearly not the kinds of things that like the directorial decisions that she would make. Like they're clearly the action mm-hmm. scenes that are really bad, right? Yeah. Like some of the shots uh, I'm seeing, I'm like, I don't know how she would even participate in that because clearly nothing about her directorial style involves action at all. And Marvel has their own people to direct it. Well, and, that's, and it must just feel just... completely disconnected.
1: That's the bat. The the mind-boggling thing about Marvel is because. You can have anyone direct a Marvel movie, and they have anyone direct a Marvel movie, like random indie directors who've made some stuff, and they're like, come make a movie for us, and they have Mm -hmm. to have a specific style of action sequences, and a specific style of Marvel comedy, and some directors, that just doesn't vibe with, and it sucks that they don't have any, they don't seem to have any leniency about whether or not they're able to affect that sort of thing, because Marvel movie needs to have that. It's sad. Yeah. It's pretty lame.
0: Anyway, sorry Get I did not your mean to shit be real Together.
2: <laughs> anyway, that was the Dark Crystal episode. Thank you for listening. Woo-hoo. Uh this is salad bean, a uh, speck of dust in the universe. <laughs> and and Hunter and we're going to sign off mm. and you can listen to us more if you want to if you want to listen to our backlog that's an option you can tweet at mm-hmm. us i think we're at movie overload pod we're also at movie overload pod at gmail and we used mm-hmm. to have a website that had a bunch of things but we hunter um, you have
1: a quote don't. right and hunter has oh, a quote because we, we usually to do, do this thing where i say
2: as we say at the end of this particular um, episode
1: use the use then, the shard here's the joke uh, hunter always forgets to grab the quote until the trial
2: my stone my home my
1: home Yeah, uh, you found it you found one
0: Hunter. i like that she was she was voiced by frank oz that's so great
1: yeah oh agra good job i think job, i have frank like oz. a
2: do i I thought I had, like, a little, like, Agra
1: bobblehead or something. Aw. Anyway. I, I always love it when people, like, pull their eyes out. You know,
2: like, yeah. Back
1: in. Like, in movies. It's good stuff. In real life. Yeah. I haven't seen someone do that, but I'd really love to. <laughs> if you can do that. Just, like, well, DM You know,
2: me. as we've already agreed, when I die, um, you get to eat me.
1: I don't want to, though. You're just, like, you're too salty. Oh, yeah, we talked like, when I first met you, I'm like, oh, that would be, like, an interesting thing. What does humans say? It's like, fuck if I know. But now that I've known you, you're way too salty. Like, I don't even know if your flesh is edible at this point. There's so much salt on it. Dang, really? You are made of salt. Gee. I didn't realize that. Made of salt and extended bits really that you will that. never
2: end. But <laughs> what inspired. if I get really sweet in my old age?
1: Oh, if you got really sweet... Well, that would be, like, really tart, though.
2: (laughs) I get really sweet. Hunter, I think you would be a little bit gamey, but probably mostly pretty good.
1: Yeah.
0: Thanks.
2: (laughs) Somebody would eat you and be like, is that venison? And they'd be like, no, it's Hunter. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that'll... Works out. Uh, can we cut this out?
0: No. <laughs> the cannibalism conversation stays we, in.
2: We do not condone cannibalism. We do no. not.
0: But, but in if our you state, would like to eat it me, is I legal if like you leave your remains to a specific person.
2: You may not eat me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is not.
2: You may joke. not eat me either, but I, I do taste like
1: we t- candy. We corn. talked with
0: this and researched this at work that way. <laughs> I remember that
2: yep good time anyway sorry okay yes. okay we'll that's see it uh, I hope
0: you've enjoyed our bye. program
2: goodbye have a good listen about the lovely overload podcast fromsteide <laughs> off
0: Sweep. Transmission ended.